What's going on, my fellow A-plusers? Welcome back to a brand new episode of A-plus More Phenomenal, your weekly stop for your Power Rangers and Super Sentai review and news right here on our YouTube page, A-plus Opinions. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for joining me today. It is I, your More Phenomenal host, as always, Adam Perez. We are back, guys, with a brand new episode for you today as we're going to be getting into some Power Rangers. Uh, we're going to be talking about Beast Morphers, episode number 16 that just went ahead and aired today. Uh, we're also going to be talking about some rumors. Remember, these are just rumors in regards to the upcoming Super Sentai 2020 and Kara Major, guys. So we've got a ton of stuff we're going to be getting into. And, of course, as always, your live viewer questions. So how do you go about sending in your live viewer questions? Very simple. Uh, if you go over to our YouTube page and click on that community tab, we have in fact posted a post already available for you guys to submit your questions. Um, so feel free to go ahead and submit them throughout the show if you'd like to. And then at the end of this episode, we'll certainly go ahead and get to your live viewer questions, guys. Um, if you want to also follow us on social media, you can certainly do so right here at A Plus Opinions, guys. That's on uh, Instagram, Twitter, along with Facebook as well. So certainly go ahead and keep up with us. Um, and of course, if you're watching us live, guys, if you love the content that we're providing for you guys, even if you're in the live chat watching us live or even after this streams live, feel free to do us a favor. Hit that like button, guys. Give us a thumbs up if you love the content that we're certainly providing for you guys today. Um, let's give some quick shout outs to see who's actually wind up joining us today here. Um, if you love bacon and sushi, clap your hands as always is in here. Thank you very much for coming through. Um, Scott, uh, I feel like, look, Scott, I feel like I'm starting to see your name around here a little bit more often. I'm 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 glad to see that we are starting to have ourselves another regular here. So thank you very much, Scott. Toku's in the house. Mr. Porter is in here as well. Not Ultra, uh, as well as Turbo Stew coming through as well on a fine Saturday morning. I hope the weather's uh, nice and bright and beautiful wherever you guys are certainly at. Um, out here in Dallas, Texas, it's getting chilly. Um, pretty much for the most part, we we tend to not have seasons when it comes to out living out here in texas like it went from summer to winter i mean we maybe got ourselves like a week of maybe like 70 degree weather but for the most part it immediately just sort of plummeted back to like the 40s and the 30s and things like that so not really pleased trying to stay warm got an extra layer on right now so hopefully where you guys are certainly at is a lot better off than we are although today is actually quite beautiful the sun is out it's probably just a little bit chilly outside i haven't had the opportunity to be outside just yet been preparing for this show guys um so we're gonna go ahead and um have a fa fantastic fantastic episode of a plus more phenomenal for you guys today so thank you very much for certainly joining us um i guess i guess we should start off with some Beast Morphers talk, guys, episode number 16 titled Gorilla Art. You know, I remember when we saw, I think, uh, you know, because we started kind of breaking down some of the episode synopsises once they wind up being revealed to us sometime during the summertime. You know, once they started actually airing internationally and things like that, and they started dropping hints of the episode, I actually do remember this particular episode of, like, them saying like smash finds out one of ravi's deepest secrets or something like that and i don't think at the time i don't think we knew exactly what it was but just from the synopsis alone it definitely was something that intrigued me and interested me enough so when we get to this episode man i i had a really fantastic time watching it i truly do um and the one thing that i will say and we'll talk about this uh, even more in this review but the one thing that i want to say is you know if you guys have been following me for a while 
a lot of people have been asking me, like, what is it that Beast Morphers is missing, right? Like, if you could add one or two things uh, to Beast Morphers that maybe Ghostbusters does significantly different that you would like to see highlighted in Beast Morphers, but one of those things besides the countdown timer that we got from Ghostbusters, one of the things that I would have always wanted to see Beast Morphers do more of is their interaction with the Beast Bots. Um, I think this episode alone really shows you the, the potential storylines that could be told if they interacted with their beast spots just a little bit more, right? Because for people who haven't watched Go Busters, if you're just watching Beast Morphers, what you see on the screen in Beast Morphers between Ravi and Smash is, is almost an every episode sort of occurrence with go busters maybe not as pivotal of a, of a of a plot line or anything like that in every episode but there's constant interaction there's constant emotions and chemistry sort of being built between their b-spots and so the fact that we got ourselves a b-spot episode uh, you know with a ravi episode them really working off of one another and showing their chemistry and personality with with each other it really just heightens the level of this particular show and really just shows the potential sort of storylines that you can really tap into if the b spots had a, a little bit of a bigger role for this particular season now i think we've probably only seen max maybe two or three episodes that have kind of really focused on it right like i think the second episode when we get introduced to them um we also have another episode i think when it's um it's cruise smash who's the jack rabbit i can never remember his name off the top of my head but when um he was trying to put together like a surprise party i believe for zoe for her birthday i believe i believe if, if that's what it was um so the interactions between zoe and her b spot and now ravi and smash sort of thing so i really like any time that they put the b spots out there to really interact with our characters for the most part so i'm glad to see that beast morphers is 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 implementing them a little bit more um i don't know how much more we're gonna get but hopefully this is just a little bit of a tease so that when we do get into say like a season maybe there's gonna be a ton more sort of interaction but i love the fact that the beast bot and ravi's relationship really heightened this episode and again just really showcases what i would love to have seen more from go busters transplanted over into a beast Spots. But um, yeah, th that's definitely something I was very, really pleased with this week's episode. Uh, other couple quick shout outs for people that joined up uh, last minute. JB says, what is in the house? Tony Robinson coming through as always. Band Sheep. I don't know if we've ever had Band Sheep in here before, but thank you very much. I really appreciate it, uh, Band Sheep, for, for stopping by today. Hopefully you'll certainly stick around for the remainder of this show. So um, let's go ahead and get into some Beast Morphers episode number 16 review for you guys. Look, we talked about the importance of really what a beast bot can certainly bring to the table here with beast morphers um the the chemistry and how it worked out in go busters was done fantastically well it's something that definitely has been missing from beast morphers and you know here we've been really trying to push that idea of please can can the beast morphers can the beast bots also get some some screen time as well because I, I love the idea of our rangers really 
uh, interacting with these robots to the point of it being very much on a personal matter, right? They're not just like, hi, Robbie, I'm here to do whatever you want sort of thing. No, there's like there there's literally emotions attached to a lot of these uh, beast spots in here. Um, and I think it really showcases itself absolutely beautifully between the relationship between Smash and Robbie here in this week's episode. So let's let's talk about the two men of the hour here. Or I should say half an hour for this show when it comes to Robbie along with Smash. Um well so let let's start off at the top. Uh, Robbie's as smooth as they come, man. Um the fact that Robbie um gets the opportunity to sit down in the lab uh, clearly, he lies to Nate about why he's going to the lab in the first place, but he goes to the lab to not only keep Roxy some company, but also to get some painting out of the way. Now, this is a storyline from Robbie that they continued on a couple episodes previous uh, when he when we come to find out that he's actually an artist. Right. I think we saw him drawing the kid with the tuba a few episodes ago. So I like the fact that they're at least sticking with that storyline for Robbie and really making that sort of his character, one of his at least one of his characters character arcs for this season but we see Robbie back at his artwork but this time he's painting the guy is extremely multi-talented in here but you quickly find out that hardly nobody knows about his art besides Roxy who unfortunately is unconscious in a coma in the stasis right now um but talk about true love here uh the fact that Robbie despite the fact that he seems as though is the one that broke up with Roxy at the end of the day based off of them having to be beast morphers and we know it's against the rules we clearly can tell that Robbie still feels a certain type of way about Roxy, certainly still cares about her. Um, and I love the fact that they are just showcasing that. Um, but we quickly see that Ro Robbie is, in fact, startled by Smash, who winds up walking up on him, surprising him and re re like revealing that he knows that Robbie is, in fact, an artist. Um, and this puts an immense level of sort of panic in Robbie's eyes and his thoughts um, to the point to where Robbie starts messing around with Smash, going into his program settings, removing some of his memories over the past couple of minutes, really ta tampering and tinkering with things that he really doesn't know what he's doing, but it's all really to sort of just cover his ass and sort of cover his secret. Um, I love the musical score also this week. I got to give a shout out to the people that did the sound and the music for this episode because um, I thought it was just beautifully handled throughout this episode, especially anytime, especially in the beginning when Robbie immediately goes in to sort of sneaky mode, right? Like the music uh, automatically sort of changes when you see that Ravi is really doing something that he certainly should not be doing. And if you ask me, it's almost like, not that the robots have any rights or anything like that, right? But I feel like it's, I feel like he's invading Smash's sort of privacy in a sense. Like, I, I don't know how, I, I really didn't know how I felt about it, but the fact that Robbie goes behind Smash's back, erases his memory, doesn't even let Smash know, and though, even though Smash realizes that something's significantly different with him, um, it, it's, it, it's not a good look. It's certainly not a good look for Robbie. But I also love the fact that despite his panic and his quick sort of decision-making to sort of hide this secret, I do love the fact that Robbie does come out and eventually confess that it actually was him. I mean, now granted, Robbie was about to get busted, right? Like, I'm pretty sure they probably would have found out exactly who was responsible, but at least Robbie steps up and is like, hey, before you guys even, we, before we even go down this rabbit hole, listen, I need to be honest with you guys and I need to tell you guys something. And I'm glad the fact that he waits for Commander Shaw to actually leave the lab before he actually confesses to 
his friends and his partner. But I love the fact that he confesses to them, right? I mean, there there does show that there is a level of trust between these team members that he can now trust them with knowing his secret and knowing that they're not going to go behind his back um, and tell anybody whatsoever. So I do love the fact that Ravi at least comes around to the idea that, you know, maybe I really should trust my friends at the end of the day before I wind up getting truly in trouble about what happened. Let me just be completely honest with them. And I do think it has a lot to do with just the idea of being accepted for his art, right? Like because of the fact that he's probably spent his whole entire life sort of hiding his art from his mom because of his mom's sort of mentality towards it, that it's just a waste of time, that it sort of is a huge distraction sort of thing, that he's probably spent a lot of his time not really even showing people his work. So the courage that it takes for Robbie to just put himself out there, not only to confess, but also to show his artwork and to really show that his friends, his teammates, are going to be completely 100% supportive of him, I, I thought was just a really fantastic message, honestly, right? To really trust in your friends and really to be supportive of your friends and the things that they want to do, whether it be creatively or whatever the case might be. So I, I really love what they did with Robbie here in regards to having him confess to his team and really confiding in them at the end of the day and, and really seeing our Power Rangers kind of step up to the plate and instead of judging him and getting on his case for his actions, being understanding and listening to him and being accepting uh, of this hobby and this this art and this talent that uh, Robbie certainly has. So I definitely appreciated that, to be quite honest with you. And it is funny to me also that I love seeing just the Robbie and Smash relationship, um, something that clearly has been missing, but especially towards the end of this episode, right, when he, Robbie not only apologizes to Smash, but Smash lets him know, like, hey, just so you know, I've known your secret this whole entire time. You know what I mean? Um, but the fact that Smash even lets him know, like, hey, I've known this for the entire time, and I personally have not even gone to your mom to tell her because I know what her reaction would certainly be, and I, I'm here to protect you, right? And and for me, that really just shows that the B-Spots are certainly more than just machines. They're more than just robots they're there to certainly serve and certainly to protect and any means whatsoever and really to kind of be there for these rangers if they ever want to have somebody to talk to bounce some ideas off of you know what i mean the fact that you know that you can trust your b spot to not let your personal information get out there um i think is just really telling of how capable the b spot the b spots truly are um and seeing just the really sweet sort of sentimental moments of ravi hugging smash and smash is like wow ravi you You've never hugged me before sort of thing, right? It, it honestly gave me the feels. I'm not going to lie. It honestly gave me the feels. Um, you know, I wish Robbie didn't have said, like, you know, don't expect a lot more of those. Like, I get it. It's probably the man thing to say, you know, like, hey, I'm a, I'm a man. I don't hug that much sort of thing. I would have just been like, hey. I, well, I'm glad I did, buddy, or something like that. I, I don't know. But for the most part, I love the relationship that they wind up be building here between Robbie along with Smash, uh, and I thought it was just a, a fantastic way uh, for this episode, uh, at least storyline for this entire episode, to be quite honest with you. Um, I also want to talk, and this is a quick honorable mention here, um, in regards to the villain of the week. Um, I do remember this episode from GoBusters, and this was also a, a very intense episode of GoBusters as well. Um, I can't quite remember what the full concept of the episode was. It definitely was a Smash like it definitely was a Blue Ranger and Gorilla um, 
uh, B-Spot relationship episode for sure. I think it had a lot to do with Gorosaki, um, who is the gorilla in Go Busters, trying to learn more about the Blue Ranger because I don't think they're – I think their relationship has always sort of been – um, hindered, right? Like the Blue Ranger in Go Busters wasn't very open with his feelings or how he felt or wasn't completely always honest with his own sort of B-spot. And so I think his B-spot wanted to become more emotionally attached, right? Become more of a friend to that Blue Ranger and was really putting himself in sort of dangerous situations or at least in a dangerous situation to sort of prove that he's more than just a B-spot, that he's there to really protect the Blue Ranger also. And, and you get to see that scene in this episode uh, where he's facing off against the monster of the week who has the turbine that helps him fly but also pushes and sucks air in um, and then the amazing scene of seeing uh, Smash in here sort of standing up in front of Robbie giving him that opportunity that he needs to kind of recuperate uh, and, and really put himself at uh, in harm's way for Robbie so I really appreciated that uh, that sequence here this week and when it comes to the the, the villain this week also that definitely felt very much like a lot of a sort of original footage um, in respects to him flying at times. Um, there is a scene when he's like landing in the very beginning of the episode, landing on the ground, and then also sort of taking off and flying into the air. I don't know if we've seen a lot of original sort of shots like that with our villains per se, um, but it, it just kind of shows me that Hasbro really is going out of their way to use as much original footage as possible and maybe even expand upon that sort of original footage as well. I mean, the fact that they're using special effects specifically for original footage action of this creature um, lifting off the ground and sort of flying up sort of thing, I think just is really telling about the level of original footage that Hasbro is really trying to bring to this particular series. So Hasbro really probably has a, a, a ton of ideas in mind for the future when it comes to Power Rangers. Um, and I, I would not be surprised if a lot of that has to deal with them sort of backing off of using so much Super Sentai footage at the end of the day. Um, the next person I got to talk about that's also on this thumbnail here in Vargoyle, guys. Vargoyle. Let's talk about Vargoyle real quick because the homeboys just kind of come out of nowhere. And this really leaves a lot of questions uh, in regards to what's going to happen with Blaze and Roxy. Um, so we do get ourselves a brand new character here in Vargoyle. A brand new original character, if I'm not mistaken, um, where we come to find out that this actually used to be one of Scrozzle's sort of old creations now coming to return. According to the story that Scrozzle tells Evox in here, um, these two used to work together. They found the Fury Cells. Vargoyle used them. And because of the fact that he used them, it turned him incredibly evil. And Vargoyle wind up actually turning on Scrozzle at the end of the day. Now... Last time I remember, Blaze winds up stealing the Fury Cells from Scrozzle. So it seems as though maybe Scrozzle at some point in time got these Fury Cells back, right? Like, that's why Vargoyle is back. He's trying to get these Fury Cells back from Scrozzle, who in fact stole them from them. But now we see Blaze has stolen the Fury Cells from Scrozzle himself. Um, and now we get to see Vargoyle, for the most part, now wanting to pick a fight with Blaze and Roxy. And they, he just comes in there and he just completely punks them. Uh, I mean, really puts them in their place, punches them halfway across, uh, halfway across the screen, um, got them running away and everything. Blaze and Roxy really are kind of on their heels and don't really know how to handle this sort of situation. But I think this also is extremely telling about 
Evox that Evox really has like no sort of honor, no sort of allegiance whatsoever. Like his mindset truly is, look, I just want to destroy the Power Rangers. Like I don't care who's helping me. Scrozzle doesn't mean anything to me. Blaze and Roxy, after all the incredible hard work that they've done, mean absolutely nothing to me. Vargoyle, oh, you turned on Scrozzle? Yeah, if you're willing to turn on Scrozzle, you're more than honorable enough to work with me. Like what the hell, Evox? Like what? Like, what the hell? Like, what about Vargoyle's resume shows that he's more than capable of being trusted? Like, absolutely nothing. Um, the fact that he's turned on Scrozzle once, um, you've had Blaze and Roxy, for the most part, who have been going out of their way and busting their ass to prove it to you, right? Like, the fact that Evox is just kind of like, oh, you guys are worthless or you guys haven't done anything. What are you talking about? What are you talking about, Evox? Like... Roxy literally just got you, single-handedly, mind you, all three of the powers that you're about to just give this random-ass dude that you've never met in your entire life. Like, is, is he, is Evox that just dumb and evil to where his mindset is so much on the Power Rangers that he's not taking into account anything that's happened the past 15 episodes? Like, come on, Evox. It, it, that honestly didn't make any sense to me. Like, I honestly would love my villains to be a little bit smarter than that, honestly, at the end of the day. Um, so that was a little bit of a confusing moment for me. It, it just kind of left me baffled because I'm like, what are you talking about, Evox? They've clearly gone out of their way to support you and help you through all this stuff. But because of the fact that homeboy uh, Vargle looks dangerous, oh, okay, you want to trust him now? Hey, whatever you want to do, man. But uh, needless to say, Blaze and Roxy are not very fond of this. And uh, it, uh, we'll, we'll definitely talk about them here in just a second. But I will say this. Vargoyle looks great. I love the character design. I truly do. Um, I love his plan, at least in, in, in this episode, to um, really, I guess you can say, really trick the Rangers into a false sense of security, right? Like, when their battle starts, it's four on one, right? Vargoyle's got this hood on. He's trying to act like he's weak and helpless and powerless, really to kind of let the Power Rangers put their guard down in a sense. So the fight starts off with four against, what is it? Actually, yeah, it starts off against four against one. Then it quickly dwindles down to three against one. Then it dwindles down to two against one. And before we know it, Steel is like, I got this, guys. Really? Like, I feel like that's very not grid battle force sort of by the handbook sort of situation, right? Like, I don't, I, I, I feel like I, I feel like the grid battle force handbook has a big no-no of like, everybody constantly leaving each other so that it comes down to a one-on-one -on -one sort of situation like there are moments granted that i have seen like ravi and um zoe facing off against a monster you know the two together and devin runs off i completely get that but you're everybody's gonna run off and just leave steel behind like can he have some sort of reinforcement? Like, he's lucky that Nate wind up coming back at the end of the day when Vargoyle really revealed himself. But it really showed that that's all part of Vargoyle's sort of plan, in a sense. Distract the Rangers, get a ton of Morph X, bring it back to Evox, make Evox pleased, but also beat some ass for some Power Rangers. Uh, and and Steel's going to remember this beating. Uh, Steel is definitely going to remember this beating. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I thought it was a really good sort of first impression from Vargoyle. Uh, but just some of the decision-making from Evox just left me, honestly, scratching my head. But at the end of the episode, 
Vargirls got the power now. Vargirl has proven himself just by getting some Morph X. And Evox is like, here you go. Here's all the power that you need. Gives him the three upgraded Beast Morpher powers. Um, so we'll see what happens. We'll see if... Um, I, I will be fascinated to see if Vargoyle is going to end up being sort of the villain that wraps up season one for our beast morphers is he now going to be the really sort of big bad of um this particular season or is he only going to stick around for a couple episodes um that'll be really fascinating to see but what i'm really fascinated to kind of find out is blaze and roxy right um you know a part of me has always felt like blaze and roxy weren't always going to sit by um, on the sidelines for very long and let Scrozzle kind of sort of do all the work or Evox for that matter. I've always felt like those two characters maybe had some sort of plan of their own um, to eventually overtake Evox. That doesn't necessarily feel like that's how it's been going, but it definitely feels as though now um, that's probably one of their biggest things on their agenda that they certainly want to do. Clearly not pleased with Vargoyle getting their powers that they work so hard for um so i'm expecting to see roxy and blaze finally working together in some sort of capacity to either overthrow vargoyle and evox or or both of them who certainly knows uh, maybe that will go ahead and push them into this robo blaze or um their next sort of level up for season two um going forward or who knows maybe they wind up um maybe they use this as a catapult to becoming good again right like if, if blaze and roxy have to team up to take down vargoral and evox maybe this is just sort of a stepping stone for them to eventually turning good again who certainly knows but i do love the situation that at least puts blaze and roxy in who for the most part right now seem to be very unsure about what their future certainly holds uh working for evox they certainly cannot be pleased i would certainly be extremely pissed um if i if i was in their particular position uh and i would not be surprised to certainly see them uh, making some very very interesting moves going forward but um guys overall I, I really enjoyed this week's episode. I honestly did. Um, there's very few episodes out of this season that I've been displeased with. Uh, maybe like two off of the top of my head that I've enjoyed and I thought were solid, but maybe not great. This episode was great. Um, I, I or, or if you if you had to ask me personally, I really was a big fan of this episode. But again, these are just my A plus opinions, guys. I always want to know yours, so definitely let me know your thoughts on Beast Morphers episode number 16 give me your thoughts and reviews in the live chat or the comment section box below and of course if there's any characters that i missed or any storyline plot details that you want to further discuss um again go ahead and feel free to comment guys uh and we will definitely definitely talk about it um next up guys now that we've gotten that out of the way i'm sorry let me go ahead and get a little sip of water here all that talking just for those of you who are wondering i am still on my medication at the moment for my strep i think i'm only down to like one more day of medication so i am feeling a little bit better um but my allergies still kind of act up and anytime my allergies sort of act up it always jacks up my sinuses honestly at the end of the day like that's one of the my sinus issues are always something that kind of lingers um even after i've kind of gotten over my initial cold sort of thing Um, quick shout out also, because I didn't get the opportunity to talk about this in a review, but quick shout out also goes to Charlie McDermott, uh, who is the voice actor for Smash this week. A really, really fantastic performance. Um, love to love getting the opportunity to see Smash painting 
whether it be in a lab or even on the back of like some random building in the park sort of thing. Uh, this huge, gigantic mural that he's trying to create. Uh, I honestly thought that was just really, really cool to kind of see. It was cool to kind of see that a smash based off of just the one memory that he had, even though it was erased by Ravi, that hints of what he saw still lingered in his database to push him to paint as well. Um, and I thought that was just a really fun little addition in here uh, to see what Smash was capable of as an artist. So I thought that was pretty amazing. Um, but guys, yeah, let me know what you certainly thought about Beast Morphers episode number 16. I'm going to go ahead and jump into uh, this next story here, guys. This is, uh, in fact, our Super Sentai side of things that I wanted to go ahead and bring to everybody's attention. Again, take these as rumors, please, as rumors. But this uh, story comes from jefusion.com. Um, we do a ton of videos for them. A lot of this, a lot of the videos that you see here for A Plus More Phenomenal does get sent over to JE Fusion, uh, and we do post our videos there as well, along with their Facebook page. So um, definitely check out um, JE Fusion if you get, guys get the opportunity. A great place for uh, Super Sentai news and things like that, along with uh, toys as well. Um, but this actually was dropped earlier this week if I'm not mistaken, um, um, talking about Super Sentai 2020 rumors for Mashin Sentai Kira Major. Uh, we haven't really gotten a lot of sort of official news, to be quite honest with you guys just yet. I'm still waiting for some leaks of uh, more information as a really only thing that we have to go off of is just the trademark that we got announced to sometime last month or a month and a half ago or so, uh, along with theories and rumors that are certainly out there. So let the rumor mill certainly begin in regards to what we could potentially see but again as always guys these are just rumors take these as a grain of salt this isn't adam perez from a plus more phenomenal saying this is what we're getting guys um this is just saying this is potentially what people are throwing around out there and are certainly saying so certainly take this as a grain of salt and a part of me kind of hopes that some of this actually comes to fruition but what we have so far, what we're learning from JE Fusion, and this is from the article that they posted. Could this be the official color lineup for 2020 Super Sentai series? Let's find out more and prepare a grain of salt for this one. Again, they're even letting you know this is a rumor. Um, this is this comes from Dukemon2020. Um, I tried to go to Dukemon2020 on Twitter. I don't necessarily know if that's... A, a, tw a Twitter account or not, but when I went to the Twitter account, there's like nothing there. So I don't know if this is from somebody that's like particularly messaged JE Fusion directly. Maybe they have their own particular source for this kind of information. So this is based off of simply Dukemon 2020, what he says. Um, but some of the rumors that we're hearing uh, could potentially premiere uh, March 8th, if I'm not, uh, is what they're certainly saying. Um, I, you know, a part of me kind of would like to kind of see another mini series between this Super Sentai series uh, and this upcoming one. We'll see if that happens or not, but they're saying that could potentially premiere March 18th. Story involves monsters who cloud people's thoughts with darkness. Um, our heroes appear to shine a light and free them. Uh, now, listen, you know, we, there have been hints of the idea that Mashin Sentai Kara Major um, could hint at the idea of some sort of um, something demonic, some sort of demons. Um, the concept of monsters who cloud people's thoughts with darkness, um, that could certainly be very pivotal to the idea of demons. Um, and it says our heroes appear to shine a light and free them. Some monsters can be purified into jewels that can be used for attacks, weapons, and robots, and the tagline is a shining light in a world of shadows. 
which I find interesting. Um, if you actually go and do a, a translation for Mashin Sentai Kira Major, the Kira Major part for some people, um, at least when I did it, uh, translated into sort of like glittering or shining. Um, so that definitely could be in relation to um, the title itself. If the tagline is a shining light in the world of shadows, it certainly would make sense to a certain extent, right? Shadows maybe being the demonic side of things along with darkness that we just talked about previously. Um, and uh, Kira Major, I, mean, I should say Kira Major, maybe translating into shining or glittering. Maybe there's certainly something there for sure. Um, casting call is one muscular male, one athletic male, one male child. I don't know what that means. I'm a, like, I don't think that necessarily means kid kid like a kid ranger maybe that just means like one adult male who acts like a kid like the the comedy aspect of the team member who knows if we get another kid that would be interesting to say to say the least uh one youthful male and one sisterly uh, excuse me one youthful female and one sisterly female um and the colors the color scheme that they're certainly uh, assuming here or at least the rumors are ruby sapphire emerald topaz and amethyst um and the fact that it says even earlier up it says some monsters can be purified into jewels that can be used for attacks weapons in robots um if you go along with the whole jewel motif and theme uh, maybe the color scheme certainly works there right i mean ruby clearly is red uh, sapphire clearly is blue emerald clearly is green so we've got red blue and green i would assume would probably be the males uh amethyst which comes up as like either pink or like a purple whatever you want to so maybe that's the female and topaz now topaz i think can be several different colors but if i had to assume i would think maybe topaz is probably yellow um if i had to assume so uh, going off of the colors that they're saying here as far as uh, red blue green yellow and pink or purple um i, I kind of like it i i personally kind of like it um it, there are hints in here from what we're seeing from the rumors of things possibly connecting to an idea and the concept of Mosh and Sentai Kira Major, um, but we'll definitely have to see. And it also talks about some other things as well. Naomi Takibi is in talks to return along with Kobayashi uh, Yasuo. Um, Naomi, I believe when I did some research on her, uh, it looks like she's very heavily involved in Kamen Rider um, as a Kamen Rider sort of executive producer or a vice producer on the show. Um, so maybe she's going to be coming back and maybe taking up this upcoming Super Sentai series. Um, who certainly knows? I mean, listen, look, this is our first Super Sentai season that we've gotten that was sort of headlined by somebody from um, Kamen Rider. I don't know if Naomi's actually um, heading up this series of Super Sentai. I don't believe so. Uh, but this I, technically, if this does hold up, this would be well like the second time that they've used the Common Rider, um, ba like back to back uh, from this series to the upcoming series. I'm not too familiar with Kobayashi, though. Uh, if you guys are familiar with who that gentleman is, definitely let me know um, in the comment section box below. And it also says Real Soldier versus Lupin Pat is in production. The Kiryuger cast is set to appear. Uh, Abba Ranger and Zoo Ranger cast will appear in voice only roles. Uh, Cure Yuger Brave Casses and Talks to also appear. So it looks like Real Soldier versus Lupin, uh, Lupin Pat um, could be pretty massive. It sounds like it might actually turn out to be rather massive. But 
again, guys, these are just rumors. This is just what I'm hearing from jefusion.com. Uh, of course, once more rumors and more clarity and things like that do come out, we'll definitely go ahead and keep you guys up to date in regards to what they're certainly saying about the upcoming 2020 Super Sentai season. Um, so, yeah, I I'm kind of curious to know what you guys think about some of these particular rumors. Um, it does fascinate me. I like the concept of... Um, some monsters can be purified into jewels, right? Um, maybe their form. I like when I think of this, I think of this as a form of like real souls. Um, but maybe actually once maybe perhaps defeating these monsters, they automatically become sort of uh, power ups. Uh, or I guess you could say like collection pieces, very similar to Loop and Pat, um, that they can be used as attacks, weapons and robots. I, I really do like that, uh, that concept, to be quite honest with you. So it does seem as though there are hints of the demon aspect of the shining aspect involved in here. Um, I don't know if we're going to, I think that the other one was like machines, magic, um, the magic element would certainly be involved in here, especially when it comes to jewels. Um, the idea of transforming or purifying things, um, that feels very much magical to me, uh, especially the concept of shining light in a world of shadows. So I, I, I like the idea. I, I'm a part of me hopes that this certainly, um, comes together really well um, and really uh, takes off. I really do. It feels different. I feel like um, this concept, at least when it comes to jewels and the color scheme, like the color scheme we've probably seen before, but the fact that they are re referencing them sort of as jewel, a uh, jewelry, as uh, like birthstones or like uh, jewel colors, that fascinates me also. That seems rather unique and certainly different and one that I definitely want to um, – I definitely would not mind exploring. But guys, again, these are just rumors. Take these with a grain of salt. But now that you have heard these rumors, I definitely want to know what you guys think. Do you like the concept that this could potentially have for the show? Um, are you not really feeling the sound of it? Um, definitely let me know what you guys think in the comment section box below or even in the live chat, guys. Um, so definitely go ahead and let me know. Uh, let me go ahead and... Um take uh talk to you guys here in the live chat real quick I, I will jump to uh the uh live questions here in just a minute but i do want to talk uh with you guys here in the live chat before i do that uh so let me scroll back up here i'm gonna have to catch up with you guys uh let's see here <laughs> not ultra I, I i wish i had read this before we started but he says before we get started I want to take a moment to talk about a very serious topic that affects all B-Spots, and that is B-Spot abuse. Uh, they have suffered from memory wipe, constant trash talk. This must be stopped. <laughs> Hashtag justice for B-Spots. Thank you very much for that, uh, that um, public service announcement, that PSA, not Ultra. I definitely really appreciate it. But anyways, I really like this episode is what not Ultra says. So yeah, um, I would definitely agree with you there. Justice for B-Spots. I'm really in the sense of like, hey, can, can I see them a little bit more? Um, I think that they have proven that anytime that they do interact with our Rangers, that it really usually makes for a very compelling story. Um, one that I definitely want to find out more about. So I hope that they wind up involving them. But you're right. Constant trash talk, right? Like there were a couple of episodes where the where the Rangers were like, or like Zoe was saying something about uh, Jack's behind his back. Uh, saying like, man, I just wish that they would just do what we asked them to do. Just just talking shit about the B-spots behind their back when all they're here to do is really help. Uh, we got Ravi here removing memories, memory wiping people left and right with no, no permission. Like, come on, man. That is abuse, man. That is abuse. Somebody, uh, uh, let's start a let's start a movement for uh, B spots. Also, 
uh, let's see here. Doomsday's in the house. Thank you very much, Doomsday, for popping in. Toku says Jackrabbit is Jax. Thank you very much. I, that's like the simplest name um, out of all three of them. I probably should have known that. So thank you very much. Uh, Edward Sanchez Productions is in here. Um, thank you very much, as always, Edward, for popping in. Tony Robinson says, Roxy was looking good in that tube. I mean, if you like your women in a coma, man. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, but no, but look, Leona Ramirez is just an outright, outright beauty. Um, and it really reminds me, anytime that I get to see her in that sort of stasis tube, um, it, it always reminds me of like a, a sleeping beauty uh, sort of thing, to be honest with you. Uh, let's see here. Not Ultra says the B-Spots are the most purest and kindest characters in this show, and they are just being disrespected. Ravi literally erased his memory. I feel bad for Smash this episode. Yeah, I really did feel bad for Smash. It was one of those things where, uh, um, you know, Ravi going into that sense of panic really sort of just... Um, it was kind of really telling and really startling to see the actions um, that Ravi would honestly take in order just to hide his just to hide his series uh, to hide his secret. And it is one of those things, though, that you can you can clearly tell that once they started kind of finding out a little bit and he started seeing how Smash sort of re was reacting, he kind of probably started feeling a little bit bad about him. Right. Like even when he left to like even when he did tell everybody about what happened to him, uh, about his secret, right? And then they immediately had to kind of go back into battle. Nate had to stay behind with Smash to go ahead and fix him. And I love the fact that Ravi was getting ready to leave with his team, but he runs back real quick to check up on Smash. And is like, is he gonna be okay? Like, he, like Ravi's legit worried. Like, Ravi knows what he did was an asshole move. Like, he, he knows what he did and he feels terrible for it. Um, so I'm glad that he eventually did go back um, you know, asked and inquired about his questions, you know, asked about his, his, um, his, his B spot. And then also apologized at the end of the episode, right? Really form forming just an even stronger bond between these two now based off of his mistake. But yes, as, as, as disrespectful as it was and startling as it was, you can definitely tell Robbie knew what he was doing was certainly wrong. Uh, I love bacon and sushi says, did you guys know that the gold ranger and ghost, and go busters is the same actor who played yellow Maji ranger, AKA mystic force. Did you know the gold ranger and go busters? Oh, that I did not know. Thank you for letting me know that. I did not know that. I was just trying to put that together. I'm like, Hmm, is that, I didn't know that not ultra in the beginning grid battle force seemed worried that smash was out in public. Um, but what about steel? Yeah. That's something that we've talked about all the time. That's something that we've talked about previous, right? Um, was the idea of, Okay, um, Smash is out here just painting out in public. People are clearly like, oh, my God, what is this? What is that robot doing? There's a robot here, right? Even when you got Ben and Betty who have to come in who are security to go ahead and bring uh, Smash back because he's not supposed to be seen out in public. That's secretive, right? That's that's grid battle force property. That's not supposed to be out in public. But Steel is okay. We see Homeboy at uh, Rip. Riptide Jim all the time. Nobody, nobody bats an eye at all. Nobody questions. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm sorry, but if I see Steel walking around with a group of people, I'm immediately gonna know that these guys are Power Rangers. 
Um, so that that's uh, so not ultra. You make up a very good point. But again, that's that's something a point that we've talked about on the show before. Um, the moment that we've seen uh, Steel walking around is what we've been screaming to the high heavens about. Like, how is how is this okay? Like, how is nobody how is nobody at Grid Battle Force being like, hey, hey, Steel, you shouldn't be out in public either. Uh, Doomsday says, I'm surprised that Smash admitted to Ravi that he knew about his secret art but didn't spill the, spill the beans to anyone. Yeah, and it certainly surprised Ravi as well, right? But I think it does highlight just how pivotal and how important the, the B-Spawns truly are um, to our members. Like, if they just took the time to actually talk to their B-Spots, they would probably know... Um, how safe and secure a lot of their own personal information and their own personal conversations, how how safe and secure that stuff is with them. So maybe maybe our Power Rangers are learning a lesson here um, that we should have be the, these B-spots involved a little bit more. Um, hopefully season two, we'll maybe we'll see something like that. If you love bacon and uh, sushi, says uh, if Ravi told steal his secret then everyone including uh commander would already know in the few minutes um yeah i mean i feel like if that's 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 possible but i feel like maybe if he had asked him not to tell then i don't think that he would you know i feel like like steel is very much um his steel very much has a personality right and he loves to be loud and he loves to put himself out there um but I think Steel, concerned the fact that he is a B-spot, I think he probably still would have to keep a secret if you asked him to. Um, I mean, I, granted, I probably still wouldn't tell Steel, especially if he's not my B-spot, right? Like, if he's not my B-spot, I'm not going to confide in Steel one-on-one -on -one and tell him my secret. Like, if, if Steel is just around with everybody that I'm telling this secret to, then I think Steel gets it. Then I still think Steel would certainly get it because he is a B-spot. I'm sure that there are, I'm sure that there are parameters that if you told him, hey, don't tell my secret to anybody, that he probably wouldn't. Um, but again, I wouldn't tell Steel. I mean, I certainly wouldn't. I would just tell my own personal V-Spot. Uh, Not Ultra says, as for Vargoyle, uh, he made a hell of hell of first impression. He is amazing and threatening. Yeah, I mean, the fact alone that his first thought of action when it comes to the Power Rangers is to pull a fast one on them, right? Um, pretend that he's weak and trying to run away and scared and frightened and really bring down the guard of the Power Rangers um, to where they wind up getting a little bit more cocky, a little bit more confident, thinking they can just take this person one-on-one -on -one sort of thing and then pounce and sort of make his move. Definitely formidable. Definitely formidable. And I think that's another reason why... Um, I think that's certainly another reason why as to... Um, I'm wondering if he's going to be one of the main villains to finish off this particular season. Like if defeating him is going to be the, the big obstacle for season one. Um, and Turbo Turbo Stu certainly agrees. I really enjoyed Vargoyle. I hope we see a lot more of him. Yeah, I mean, with him now having the powers that he has, I hope it's one of those things that it doesn't just end next week's episode, right? Like I hope it's not the Rangers face off against Vargoyle, and then next thing you know, he's he's completely out of the picture. I, I don't want that whatsoever. I'm liking just the 
wrench that he sort of throws into the plans of Blaze and Roxy. Um, I really want to see him stick around to be a formidable foe, not only for the Power Rangers, but also to help make the Blaze and Roxy storyline all that more interesting to wrap up season one. Um, so I'm hoping that the next couple of episodes is really uh, just this Vargol storyline and how it's affecting really everybody at the end of the day. Uh, Mr. Porter says Fury cells are just MacGuffins. Um, yeah, you can certainly say that um, to a certain extent for sure. The fact that they have used all the Fury cells, though, um, is a little bit worrisome to me as far as like MacGuffins. Like if anything, I would think that they would certainly still be around and everybody's trying to sort of fight for that or um, uh, trying to fight for that or trying to get them sort of thing. But I think all the Fury cells are probably all used up now, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Turbo Stu says, what's funny is Vargo was actually first mentioned in episode two. Was he? I'm going to have to go back. Um, I'm going to have to go back. Oh, you know what? Mr. Porter also says Vargo was a monster of a week in the Sentai. Wasn't he the one that um, wasn't he the one that also had like the super speed in the GoBusters episode when they're in the hospital, if I'm not mistaken, like um, it's it's um, Devin or the Red Ranger in Hero facing off against him. I feel like that's the same character. I feel like that could be the same character, honestly. Um, now that you guys mentioned it. So thank you very much for bringing that up. Uh, not Ultra says, I really like the twist that now because Vargoyle got the uh, triple data power up, Blaze and Roxy are working together. Very nice plot twist. And we all thought that Roxy was going to get the power up. Um, yeah, I, I honestly thought that it was going to kind of come down to those two. Um, honestly, I really did think so. Uh, as far as who's going to get the power. So now that Vargol's in the situation, it, it's, it is a really great plot twist because uh, it does make me even more interested to see what Blaze and Roxy do now. Um, they clearly did not want to certainly work together prior to this, um, but it seems as though they definitely are going to have to now. If they want to overcome Vargoyle, um, they're certainly going to have to put, the, put, put their thoughts and minds together. Uh, Turbo So says, I feel as though Vargoyle will, will turn on Evox, uh, and it'll make Evox respect him even more. Um, certainly possible. Certainly possible in regards to that. Um, I mean, look, Evox, look, Vargoyle's already turned on... Um, uh, Vargoyle's already turned on Scrozzle, so it wouldn't surprise me if if he's if he's just a gi gigantic sort of traitor in general, somebody that you certainly can't trust. That's why it baffles me that Evox is just like, oh, you turned on Scrozzle, perfect, you are going to work for me now. Like, really? Like, I'm sorry, but nowhere on somebody's application, if I'm doing a job hiring, do I want to see that you just, you know, that that you, you were a traitor to your last company? Like, no, thank you. Uh, I, I I'm not going to hire you if that's the case. Like I've got, I've got Blaze and Roxy who are more than capable uh, of doing their job, and they've been doing it pretty fantastically well, if you ask me. Uh, Tony Robinson says a uh, Vargoyle versus Steel was tight. Yeah, that was a, a quick battle, a quick battle. But yeah, he 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 whipped that ass, man. Uh, Steel didn't know what hit him. He's like, what? What's going on? And the next thing you know, his ass is flying across the screen, hitting a bunch of uh, trash cans or whatever the case may be, just getting his ass beat. He's really lucky that Nate wind up coming, uh, coming in when he certainly did to go ahead and help him out, honestly. Uh, if you love bacon and sushi, says, which crossover are you most looking forward to? 
Um, Dino team up in Beast Morphers or Crisis on Infinite Earths and why Crisis? Crisis all day long, all day long. Um, and again, this isn't this isn't no disrespect to the Dino team up. It's just my personal preference uh, as far as which crossover I'm most looking forward to. Listen, the Dino team up, it's got Austin St. John. I've been waiting for this man to come back for years, four years. Um, so I'm thrilled that he's certainly going to be back. But listen, I, I grew up, I grew up a comic book fan my whole entire life, man. Um, Crisis on Infinite Earths was always such a huge storyline that I loved. I'm actually in the process of rereading it now before the crossover event. And the fact that I live in the world now where a lot of the comic books that I grew up as a kid uh, are being adapted to the big screen and the small screen. If you had asked me 20, 25 years ago, uh, you know, will I ever see Crisis on Infinite Earths on television in a live action? I probably would have laughed in your face. Um, but it's happening. It's happening. And I've, I've, I've built so much. Uh, over the I, I built so much of my time over the past eight years, uh, eight seasons with this Arrowverse thing that this is like their Avengers Endgame. This is like their Avengers Endgame to me. Uh, one of the biggest, most pivotal moments, not only for Arrowverse, but in, D, in like comic book history. OK, for, especially for DC. Um, so for me. Yeah, I got to go crisis. I got to go crisis again. That's not, not disrespecting Austin. I'm pumped for that. I'm pumped for that. But if I had to choose, I would say crisis. Uh, Doomsday says, I thought it was really funny how Roxy spent so much time getting the three beast more for, uh, three three beast powers. And then Evox gives them to Vargoyle. And Roxy feels like she wasted her time getting these powers. Yeah, I'm like, what are you doing, Evox? Like, Evox, what are you doing? You're just going to give us to this person you don't even know. Writing-wise, it certainly didn't make any sense to me, honestly. Um, but I guess that's just Evox at the end of the day. Uh, Gabriel's in the house. Uh, made it. What have I missed? Um, I hope you got some of the Kira Major stuff um, that we did. I don't know how long ago you popped in here, Gabriel, but um, hopefully, uh, yeah, hopefully just the Beast Morphers review. Um, but uh, again, you can always go back and check this out if you want to uh, later on. I think if anything, to later on today, I might maybe even break up this video and just kind of upload them as two separate entities as well uh, for Kara Major and Beast Morphers as well. But uh, we'll certainly see. Uh, let's see here. Uh, if you love bacon and sushi, says, do you think in Ranger Stop this weekend, um, Austin St. John revealed some teasers, uh, will reveal some teasers for Dino Crossover? So glad this year. A lot of Disney era Rangers are there thanks to Hasbro. Unlike last year, only a couple. Yeah, it looks like as though maybe Hasbro's opening the doors again. Um, really bringing back Disney as well as a whole when it comes to the Power Rangers stuff. You know, it feels very much like Saban really didn't want to tap into a lot of those uh, previous Disney era series because they, they weren't his per se. Um, so the fact that Hasbro is inviting some people back, or again, um, I don't know if it's necessarily Hasbro that having like agreeing with ranger stop to have these people on board or if it's just ranger stop themselves uh, trying to include more disney era rangers i'm not quite sure exactly who's in charge of ranger stop or who brings that like i don't necessarily think that ranger stop is like a hasbro inspired or uh hasbro inspired sort of 
event per se. So it may just be whoever's in charge of Ranger Stop reaching out to more Disney people and bringing them in. Um, but hey, more Disney era, the better, if you ask me. Um, you know, this is one gigantic fandom and one gigantic sort of franchise. So everybody should certainly be included at the end of the day. Tony Robinson says, um, Adam, how high would you, your blood pressure be if the Dino team up uh, a portal opens uh, and the VR troopers and Beetleborgs walk through? Um, I would be like, what? It wouldn't make any sense to me. I mean, I would be hyped, but um, yeah, I would be hyped, but I would just be so confused. I'd be like, what? What is going on? I don't know what's going on here. Um, all right, let's uh, let's see here. I'm going to go ahead and actually jump over to the live chat uh, and then we'll jump back into this. So I'm going to go ahead and jump over to the live questions that you guys have asked so far. So we'll tackle the live questions uh, and then we'll jump back into the live chat. Maybe talk a little bit more about this Kara measure stuff uh, for you guys as well. So let's see what we've got here. Seven questions uh, over so far at the um, uh, over on our community tab. Uh, so let's see what you guys are saying here. Mr. Porter says, um, so Hyperforce Black Actress will be doing another tabletop RPG with Hyper RPG set around wrestling with monster themes starting this Tuesday. Well, that's interesting. Wrestling with monster themes. Um, so I'm I'm assuming that if she's starting that, uh, she's probably going to have her hands full for a Hyperforce Season 2. So that kind of stuff, uh, honestly, uh, kind of scares me, to be honest with you. Um, Doomsday says, next question from Doomsday says, uh, who is your favorite Super Sentai Red Ranger besides Captain Marvelous? Because you guys know, you guys know, I love me some Captain Marvelous. Um, what would be my other Red Ranger that I'd be a big fan of? Captain Marvelous always really stood out to me. Um, really always captured my attention. One Ranger that I, another Red Ranger that I've always wanted to, um, learn more about because i never finished the series but i really enjoyed what i saw from him from um the super sentai battle the red ranger from zoo Ozier. i can't remember his his first name um but the red ranger from zoo Ozier, was it the falcon i mean god he he had a ton of things he used to, he turned into the gorilla uh i mean goodness the uh, the thing it goes on and on um but I've always, if anything, I would be fascinated. Like I would be fascinated to learn more about him, because uh, just from the mini series alone, um, he's definitely grown on me. So out of all the ones that I have caught up with and have watched, I, I would like, I would probably put him as my second. Uh, let's see here. Matthew says, I know Blaze and Roxy said that they would be working together again. So how do you think that that will affect the two of them after one of them wakes up from a coma? Um, I, that I don't know. Um, you know, are they both going to wake up from a coma? Is only one of them going to wake up from a coma? Um, I feel like if one of them wakes up from a coma, especially if they have been working together, my assumption would probably be that they would want to get back in there and try and save the other person. You know, I don't think that they would be, uh, happy and thrilled about knowing that they're the only one that sort of came back. So I think that would definitely be a really huge urge for one of them. Um, to certainly at least want to go back or at least find a way to bring the other one back. Um, but yeah, they have said that they are going to be working together. Um, 
so we'll see have to see what that means um how they go about getting more powers how they overcome Vargoral together what their plan is certainly going to be uh, that i'm definitely going to be very eager to but i think if one of them were to wake up um then i gotta think that regardless if one of them wakes up the other person uh would want to go back um i i will i will want to see if they will remember their time as avatars when they wake up or if it's going to be a thing of like they wake up and oh my goodness what happened what if i what have i been doing this entire time you know and then the rangers have to teach or tell them sort of thing um so we'll see if they wake up and they remember everything um then yeah i mean i still think that they would want to go back and rescue the other person but even if they do wake up and they don't know anything i think because of the fact that blaze and roxy were originally supposed to be uh rangers themselves that i think maybe their first notion would be we have to save them uh, regardless so uh we'll see um now, if Blaze wakes up, maybe Blaze is just a jerk uh, overall and just like, no, I've never liked you guys anyway. I don't I don't know, but we'll see. Um, if you love bacon and sushi, has a couple questions. Uh, let's see here. Aside from Jason and the Dino Charge Rangers, how do you think Billy and Kimberly get their powers back if David Yost and Amy Joe do confirm to return as the episode gets closer? Um... Maybe they all got together with Tommy and was like, hey, we need Master Morphers too, guys. Um, so he says, since we know Ethan came back for the SPD crossover and his powers were fully restored, probably still is to this day, even though the memories were erased by SPD team in 2025. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like Power Rangers doesn't like to explain a lot of things. Uh, I don't think nobody explained to us how he got his um like master morpher in the 25th anniversary um so i don't know if they'll even go out of their way to explain it to be honest with you i think they'll just pop back up uh number two what if what if when blaze and roxy wake up near season one and or season two ravi and commander are in trouble and evox who infiltrates Gribalfor spares them if evil rocks i mean that's just going on a lot of what ifs man that's just i mean i i don't know what to tell you like i, I that's just a lot of what if scenarios um, based off of some things that you would like to kind of see. Um, I mean, that's just assuming Ravi and Commander are in trouble. Evox infiltrates Grid Balfour, spares them if Roxy turns back evil by cybernetic enhancements. Uh, and Ravi shocked that. Roxy is evil again, but I, that's, yeah, that, I mean, I don't know. I, I have no idea. That's really, not, I, I don't know if that's something that's going to happen in the storyline or if we're super far from that point. I have, I have no idea. Um, number three says, we know that Tokyo is a goofy Sentai series. Do you think if Hasbro were to adapt it for Power Rangers, uh, they can make it dark or mature similar to when Disney adapted Goanger into RPM? But considering the franchise might still be stuck with Nickelodeon, they may have to stick still make it comedic. Would you like to see a male ranger swap color to pink? Um, okay, so when it comes to Tokyo, I never really saw Tokyo as a goofy Sentai, to be honest with you. I mean, granted, it does delve into the concept of using your imagination. And yeah, we do have what like ticket like this hand puppet sort of thing. Like there are aspects of goofiness in there, but I wouldn't. For me, at least, I wouldn't consider it a goofy Super Sentai series. When I think of Goofy, I think of like Ninja, which was just all off the wall for me. So I don't necessarily, um, 
I don't necessarily think that, but do you think if Hasbro were to adapt it for Power Rangers, they would make it dark and more mature? Um, no, I wouldn't necessarily say that, especially if it stays on Nickelodeon. I don't think there's, I think there's only but so dark that you could potentially go. I think if anything, Hasbro will certainly maybe take liberties with their storytelling. I mean, very similar to what they're doing here with GoBusters. I mean, really the only thing, thing that's similar to GoBusters is the, from the, the only thing that's similar between Beast Morphers and GoBusters is really just the theme of like, Hey, uh, you know, we've got we're like this espionage sort of uh, 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 this sort of espionage team in a sense. But even then, I feel like it, it, it I feel like I don't want to say it's night and day, but I, you can definitely tell there are significant differences. So I do think Hasbro will certainly go out of their way to certainly adapt it. But I don't necessarily think that they need to make it more dark and mature um, to 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 adapt it to Power Rangers. I think Tokyo's I think Tokyo had a really perfect sort of balance of lightheartedness, but a lot of serious moments also. Like there wasn't one of the storylines that they had in there Baron Nero um wasn't he like in love with one like the baroness or one of the the princesses or something like that. The princess was like in love with him uh and they had like this I don't remember if it was like a secret relationship or a secret love like it was super like they they had some really great concepts. They had some it was a really fantastic kind of kind of storyline thing. So for me I didn't I never saw it as goofy. I always thought it was just a really perfectly sort of balanced uh sort of super sentai series and uh, I I I do think that Hasbro could adapt it if they truly wanted to, um, but I think they'll just add their own elements to it. But I don't think it would be dark and, and uh, mature at all, though. And would I like to see Mel Rangers color swap to uh, pink? Uh, in Tokyo, they're capable of doing that. So, yeah, I'd, I'd be more than happy with that. Uh, that would be fine with me. Um, Tony Robinson says, let's see, a couple questions from Tony Robinson. Uh, which Sentai do you think will likely get adapted by Hasbro next? Uh, um, Zuosier or Real Soldier? Um, there's a couple other options out there too, man. Um, Q-Ranger, um, yeah, Q-Ranger's up there. Um, what is the other one? Oh, Tokyo. Um, I'm still going to stick with Zuosier. I'm personally still going to stick with Zuosier, but we'll see. Um, would you like another Ranger series with this cast? Yes, please give me more of this cast. I truly would. Um, if they want to give me a Beast Morphers episode season, uh, you know, seasons three and season four, and still give me other uh, like another Power Ranger series on at the same time, I would be completely okay with that. Um, if we had two series back, you know, going alongside. Uh, but even if we don't have two series, um, I would, I personally would love to see this cast come back and just continue to get power upgrades and us as viewers continue to grow with them um tony robinson says do you think neo griffazor will be a new villain or a goldar from another universe i'm not familiar with neo griffazor neo griffazor let me see if i can pull that up Oh, that's kind of cool. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, if anything, 
Ooh, sorry, let me pull this up too. I gotta pull this up here. If anything, I don't think I've ever heard of that. Uh, of that, like I feel like I've seen, I've seen the photo before, but I guess I never knew that's what his name was. Um, so to go back to your question, if I can pull this up here again, my computer's my my thing is just being so damn slow today. I would like it if it was Goldar, to be honest with you. I really would. Um, I think that would be pretty badass. Um, so I'm hoping that's the Goldar that we know. Um, he says, or Goldar from another universe. That certainly could potentially be it. Um, I would like the connection. I, I personally would like it to be Goldar or some form of Goldar from another universe. Not necessarily a new villain. Um, so, yeah, I'll go with that. I would like that to have a connection like that. Uh, when Hasbro makes their Power Rangers movie, um, do you want them to use the original race of the characters like the show did or shake it up like the 2017 movie? Um, I'm okay with shaking it up like the 2017 movie, honestly. Um, it really wouldn't make any difference to me. Um, I mean, I, I don't know if we have people out there in the world that'll be like, oh, we're going back to the black guy's got to be the black ranger. Why is the yellow, why is the why, why is the Asian person got to be the yellow ranger? So I don't I don't know if that would spark debate or not. I have no, I have no idea in this in, in this social climate that we live in, unfortunately. Um, but I'm perfectly OK with with shaking it up for a 2017 movie. Uh, like, I'm pretty sure when I did my uh, fantasy casting for the upcoming power ranger movie um and i threw some of my people out there i'm pretty sure some of the races were probably mixed up a little bit in there as well so um yeah i'm okay with it shaking it up why not uh turbo stew says about a year ago i remember hearing uh about jdf going into wrestling do you know that's something that's still happening um i have not heard anything changing in regards to that um I, I haven't really seen him working out or getting into a, a wrestling gym or, or anything like that. It would be an interesting area for him, too. I mean, why not, right? I mean, look, he's done MMA before. Um, he's got a little bit of a pro record, if I'm not mistaken, or at least maybe an amateur record when it comes to MMA. So he has dabbled in uh, mixed martial arts. So I, I, I could definitely see JDF if he wanted to get inside of a, a wrestling ring. Um, he would have the... Um, the training in order to be able to do so. I mean, granted, you definitely have to learn wrestling, wrestling in a sense, um, how to take bumps and things like that into the ring. But I think JDF would be more than capable of doing it. Look, if Stephen Amell can do it, I think JDF can certainly do it. Um, I, I just haven't heard anything new, though, about him actually pursuing that more of a career. I think he's still doing a lot of Power Rangers and Bat in the Sun stuff and things like that. But I haven't seen him talk a little bit about uh, wrestling in a while. Uh, and uh, last question here comes from Jessica Friedman. Would you like to see the Beast Morphers add other female Ranger to the team? And during the team up, would you like to find out what Jason and the other Rangers have been doing since they hang uh, since they hung up their Morphers? Uh, and would you like to see a night theme or dragon theme season of Power Rangers? Yes, I would like to see a theme of that for Power Rangers. Maybe in about five or six years, though. Um, I feel like since we just got done with like a dino, uh, dino charge, uh, just rather recently, um, I would like for them to wait on it. Now, granted it is dragons and not dinosaurs, but it's, it's close enough. So, um, I think if you are going to do another, uh, if you are going to do another night or dragon theme, give me like four or five, well, about like another five years or so, five or six years. Um, 
Yeah, I would like to see the Beast Morphers add another female ranger to the team. Um, I, you know, whether or not that means that'll be end up being Betty, whether or not that means Roxy will certainly wake up. Um, I would like to, them eventually to add another female uh, ranger. I just don't know if whether or not storyline or original footage uh, will um, will allow them to. But we'll have to see. And during the team up, would you like to find out what Jason and the other Rangers have been up to? Yeah, I really would. It's been a minute since we've seen them. I, I honestly would love, like, I would love this episode to be treated as a, hey, let's catch up with our Rangers, right? Like, I, I would like this 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 show, to, this episode, or this team up, I guess you could say, um, to really have a legit storyline not just a one-off sort of thing where it's like hey austin st john pops back in helps him with the fight hey good job guys take care of yourselves we're so proud that you're power rangers and then bounces like that i don't i don't want that like i would like like it's been so many years since we've seen these characters i would like just a couple like can i get just a two three minute dialogue between some of our characters to kind of see what they've been up to what they've been doing recently um you know, are they still fighting? Are they still rangers out there? I, I, that's the kind of stuff I would like to know. Whether or not we're gonna get that or not, um, I certainly don't know. Uh, but thank you very much, guys, for all your uh, all your questions. As always, I'm gonna go ahead and jump back into this live chat real quick. Um, see what you guys are saying, especially in regards to the Kara Major stuff. I know I did have some of those Kara Major questions up here, so let me see if I can find them again here, um, and then we'll just kind of talk amongst ourselves, guys. Let's see here. Where did it go? I just had it. Vargirl stuff. Uh, Toku says, um, I think March 8th, which is the rumored date that we have, is not a rumor because Real Soldier aired March 17th. Previous Sentai always air from February to February. Uh, but because Real Soldier uh, aired in March, I think the new series um, is going to air from March to March. You're absolutely right, Toku. Yeah, they used to be February to February. Um, but this was the first series, I think, in a while or quite some time that they actually debuted it in March. Um, thanks in part to the miniseries, the Super Sentai Strongest Battle miniseries that we got, which I absolutely loved. Um, so, yeah, so it definitely isn't far-fetched, right? I mean, the question is, I mean, granted, you say it's certainly not a rumor, it's it's really a rumor until it's actually been confirmed. Do you know what I mean? So I get what you're saying. I personally don't think that the March 8th is a rumor. It feels as though that could be pretty accurate. Um, but we'll have to see when we'll, we'll certainly have to see. Um, but you do make a good point considering the fact that we have had this series start off in March, going from March to March. It certainly would make a lot of sense. So you it, you could definitely be right. If anything, if I had to think, I would probably be in agreement with you, Toku, that I, I would think that it's not a rumor. So we'll, we'll definitely have to see, though. Uh, Gabriel says, I hope uh, Kara Major is better than Real Soldier. Real Soldier hasn't really impressed me as much as Kamen Rider Zero One. Uh, yeah, not much has really impressed me like Zero One, to be honest with you. Uh, Lupin Green. What's up, Lupin Green? Good to see you popping in here as always. I'm here, you guys. <laughs> Good to see you, Lupin. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Mr. Porter says, I can't wait for Japanese monsters. Then the odd European monster. I'm calling it now. We'll get a Kelpie in some form. <laughs> uh, Ultraman is here. Uh, Ultraman, I'm back. Hashtag Kira Major. 
Um, Doomsday says, after hearing these rumors, I'm super hyped for Kira Major. Uh, yeah, again, j take this as a grain of salt, guys. We, I, I, next week, there could be saying something like, oh, it's not jewelry at all. It's actually these color schemes. And this is the so again, just take this as a, a grain of salt. But if these rumors do hold up, I, I would be hyped uh, for Kira Major for sure. I do like some of the concepts that they're um, that they're bringing forward uh, in these rumors. Um, uh, Ultraman says, I think my favorite part of the rumors is the one male child in the cast. Um, I do love the idea of Kid Rangers. Yeah, the idea of Kid Rangers does entice me a little bit, right? Um, I haven't really seen a Kid Ranger in a minute. Um, so if, if, if one male child is definitely what they mean instead of one adult male who acts like a child, that would be interesting. Um, the idea of having a kid in battle would certainly fascinate me, right? Like maybe she's just like, maybe this is like a, a young person. Maybe it's a situation where it's kind of like, like auto in real soldier, right? Where they, they look young, but they're a couple hundred years old. Maybe it's something along those lines. Uh, Lupin Green says, jewels and magic. Someone uh, has been watching Common Rider Wizard. Well, you know, it's funny you say that because the lady that actually um, was rumored, uh, Naomi, I can't remember her last name off the top of my head. Uh, the woman, let me see if I can pull this up here. Um, the woman that was rumored, Naomi Takibi, uh, has a lot of um, Super Sentai, or I should say has a lot of Common Rider um has a lot of common writer experience under her belt. So maybe that's where one of the um, concepts maybe kind of came from. Uh, if you uh, if you love bacon and sushi, clap your hands. Uh, says, I think Jacqueline watches your A-plus more phenomenal. I went back to your IG page and she liked some of your posts. Um, I don't know if she watches it, to be honest with you. Um, I mean, maybe I think maybe she might have picked up on a couple things that I posted and maybe just liked my post. Liking my post is significantly different than actually watching my episodes. Um, if Hey, if she does watch my episodes, hey, Jackie, uh, you're more than welcome to pop in our live chat, say a couple things here or there, throw something in the comment section. Uh, hey, if you want to slip in my DMs and, and contact me, I would love to set up an interview with you. I don't know if uh, if she watches it or not, but I feel like, I feel like Jackie and I, like if we ever were to hang out, we would probably like take a drive around the city, windows down, put it on some music, maybe recording us lip syncing and like dancing in the car sort of thing. I could totally see that. Like Jacqueline just seems like she would just be like the coolest chick to just hang out with, always having a goofy sort of time. I, I, I would love to have the opportunity to hang out with Jacqueline, honestly. Uh, not ultra says, um, I would leave my thoughts because these are just rumors, so they may not be true. I won't fall for the dragon rumors again, and it's confirmed to be dinosaurs all over again. Again, I mean, hey, you can't fall for something if you understand it's rumors. You know what I'm saying? Like when I when people tell me it's rumors, I'm not getting my expectations up. I'm not getting my expectations uh, higher than they certainly should be. I, I I prepare myself to know that this could be true, this could be not, so that I don't get I don't get upset when I do get a fast one sort of pulled on us. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, look, the, the idea of dragon rumors certainly made sense, right? Like I think if somebody just sees the costumes. Right. Or just hears about the costumes without actually seeing the Zords or seeing the theme itself. Um, I can see how you would come to the sort of the dragon 
sort of concept and conclusion. Uh, but then when things really do start to get confirmed, you can kind of see how things could have been transpired from taken from dragon into actually being dinosaurs um, at the same time. So I, I get it. Um, but again, when I say these are just rumors, take these as a grain of salt. This is me saying, I don't want to say don't get your hopes up, right? But don't don't let these rumors be your expectations for this series. You know, I, we always, when it comes to rumors, we have to be fluid, right? We have to be able to move and change and transition with whatever new information winds up coming out. So even though these are rumors, I would definitely say do not get so uh, attached to these being factual. You know what I mean? This is why they're called rumors. So just take it as a grain of salt. Uh, Mike Knight Hero says, I think Kara Major will have cape just like Magic Ranger. Really hope it is magic theme. I, I would love for it if it's certainly magic thing. I can definitely tell elements of magic from some of these rumors um, if they do hold up. Um, I don't know if I want a cape, though. I felt like we ju I just had a cape with Lupin, Lupin Pat. Um, I enjoyed the cape. I don't know if I necessarily need another cape. But if they did, I would be okay with it. I would, I would be okay with it. Uh, going back to some, going back to steel here for a little bit in regards to beast morphers. Uh, as Chroma says, half human steel. Very true. Uh, maybe he is more susceptible to telling people secrets. Then um, uh, uh, I love bacon. And sushi says, I'm still hoping steel somehow turns human by having his suit actor in the show. Would love to see him interact with Nate and have a real human brother f for an episode. That would be pretty awesome, to be honest with you. Um, I don't necessarily know if that's something that I would want to see right now or if that's something that they hold off for like the season sort of finale. Um, that's a cool concept. I would like to see that. Don't know if it's going to happen, but I do like that concept. Turbo Sue says, honestly, I'd trust the beast spots with my secrets more than steel. Me too. Um, and then I love Vegas says steel is a savage. He certainly can be. He certainly can be. Isn't he the one that threw Nate into the basketball hoop? I thought that was pretty funny. Like Nate's like, yeah, and he like just sits into the hoop. Like, come on. Like <laughs> that's pretty funny. Um Tony Robinson's Adam uh, Tony Robinson says, Adam, did people freak out when Robo Knight and Redbot was out in public? I don't remember. Well, Redbot, I don't think they let him out in public. Oh, did they let him out in public? Yeah, maybe. Well, I think they only let him out in public when he created his book. If I'm not mistaken, I don't think other than that, that they really let Redbot out in public too much. Did they? No, he was out in like the parks and stuff every once in a while. No, I don't remember them freaking out. I don't I, You might be right, Tony Robinson. I don't remember them freaking out about Redbot and Robo Knight. I guess maybe people were just used to robots walking around. I don't know. Uh, Lupin Green says, I like that Robbie hugged Smash because I didn't want it to because um, he didn't want to do it way back in the second episode but now he's his he's friends with smash oh his friendship with smash is stronger so he was able to do it yeah i think it's also just and you're absolutely right lupin um i was a really big fan of robbie hugging smash and really smashes his um his uh reaction to it like oh robbie you've never hugged me before um, I was just like, like that. You can tell that that was even sentimental to Smash, right? Like clearly there are emotions um, that that Smash certainly experiences as a B spot. So yeah, that was really just a uh, 
a pulling at the heartstring sort of moment for me. But yeah, you do bring up a good point. Going back to season two or episode, you know, the second episode uh, of him not wanting to hug uh, Smash back then. But again, you do show just based off of this episode along how strong their friendship definitely has come for sure. Mike Knight Hero says, Adam, um, do you think the past Rangers will have a problem with Grid Battle Force using the Morphing Grid to make Morph X and give it out to the world to? Um, no, I don't think that they would. Um, I think that they are, if anything... Look, I mean, like, I think if you can use their powers for good why not right i mean mayor daniel's biggest concern was hey villains are going to come for this right the villains have always come for this if we're trying to create something powerful you know yes it, it is clean energy um but it is a power source um you know so mayor daniel's even understands the danger that comes with creating something like morph x so i think the rangers would certainly be i don't want to say hesitant they they would understand the dangers that come from it but i think that they would also be open to the idea of hey if it's clean energy if if it's what's powers us helps make a living for everybody else a little bit easier and you're not creating harm to the environment if it's clean energy why not right like if it's helping take the human race to sort of that next that next level then 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 okay uh, I think they would be okay with it, but I think they would just definitely be very wary about the hands that it wind up getting into, right? Because th those powers, while Morph X is using the morphing grid and using those, uh, using Morph X for good, uh, you know, any organization, right? Grid Battle Force could just have a commander come in who's a complete dick and want to start using this for weapons of mass destruction. You know what I mean? Like, it just really depends on who's in control of the Morph X. So that would be definitely to be a, a storyline um, that I think they can get really deep into if they certainly wanted to, right? Like, is is this fundamentally the right thing that we should be doing? Um, should we even be tapping into the Morphing Grid and using these abilities for people when we know that there are people out there that would love to use the same technology, but for all the wrong reasons? So I... I think the Power Rangers wouldn't have a problem with it, but I can see maybe a couple of them. I can honestly see it being debatable. I honestly would love to see that conversation happen, but that's a great question, Mike Knight. Thank you very much for that. Uh, Tony Robinson says, Adam, would you like it better if Scrozzle had taken the Zeal Crystals instead of the Fury Cells? That would have been epic. That truly would have been. The Fury Cells just kind of gotten thrown in there. I mean, God, even Blaze didn't know what they were. Blaze was like, hey, guys, look at this cool stuff I got. I don't know what they are, but they're full of crazy energy, bro. Let's just use them. Like, he, we got no explanation as to the Fury Cells besides the fact that their energy gives off violent tendencies and, tra and changes people. But we don't know where they came from. Whereas if you had used the Zeo Crystal, man, at least we know the history behind Zeo Crystals. Uh, and you would have made a nice little connection there. So, yeah, I, I per personally would have liked it. But... You know, hey, the Fury Cells did give us the Red Fury mode. Whether or not we see that back again or not, who certainly knows. So the Fury Cells have played a significant role, um, but Zeo Crystals would have been cool too. 
Um, if uh, if you love bacon, and sushi says, when Blaze and Roxy wake up, what would they be doing if they stick around? Um, are they just cadets again in Grid Battle Force or choose to go home or test new powers? Uh, the test new powers would be interesting. Um, I would be completely down for that, honestly. Um, I mean, I guess if anything... Yeah, I guess they would just maybe be cadets for now. Um, but I can, I would definitely be able to see Nate trying to maybe work on some new abilities or new powers for them. Who knows? Maybe they still, maybe they're able to still transform into, um, into their Power Ranger powers. Who knows? Um, Mike Knight says, "You think we'll get a Jason versus Blaze fight if he turned back to evil?" Um, uh, no, I don't think we'll, I don't think we would get that. I don't think, I don't think we'd get that. Uh, if you love making the sushi says, if there was a Power Ranger audition in your home area and your friends made a bet for you to do it, would you do it? Um, yeah, I would totally do it. I would totally do it. Um, you know, I have no background, uh, in <laughs> martial arts. Uh, you know, I mean, I mean, yeah, I work out. I at least I used to work out hardcore, not as much as I used to. Um, I did sports back in the day, like high school. But uh, I mean, hey, look, if you want somebody to try and act, I'll try and act for you. All right, but uh, um, you know, hey, give me, give me, give me uh, some training. I'll eat it up, man. I'll eat it up. Look, I'm a great dancer. Um, you know, don't ask me to do hip hop keto though. I'm a great dancer though. I feel like I could pick up on choreography pretty well in general. So fight choreography, that's nothing. That's nothing. Bring it on. I want to try it. Uh, Tony Robinson says, Adam, another YouTuber I watch who is now reviewing Beast Morpher said the first episode was meh and Blaze was, uh, too pretty to be a villain. <laughs> nah, man. I mean, look, I going back and watching the first episode, I still love the first episode. I truly do. Um, it was a nice punch in the face to be like, hey, we're not Saban's Power Rangers. These, these are, in fact, Hasbro Power Rangers now. Uh, and I think they made a really fantastic first statement when it comes to the first episode of Power Rangers uh, for Beast Morphers. I wasn't that pleased with the second episode, but the first episode I thought was fantastic, especially for a first episode and a new era of Power Rangers, right? Like I've, I've seen a lot worse from Power Rangers episode ones in the past. Okay. So, um, I mean, Hey, that, if that's, if that's how they, if that's what they took from it, that's certainly their opinion. And I'm not going to tell them they're wrong for their opinion. That's just how they viewed the episode and just wasn't feeling it. Um, so for that, I got to respect certainly their opinion. Doesn't necessarily mean I have to agree with it. So for me, at least, um, I, I thought the first episode was fantastic. As far as Blaze being too pretty to be a villain, I mean, he is a handsome guy. He is a handsome guy. But handsome people can be douchebags, too. All right. So just because you're pretty don't mean you're not evil. Let's just get that. Let's just get that straight. All right. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Cindy, what's up, Cindy? Good to see you. This is my good friend, Cindy, y'all. Uh, she says, love your shirt. Power Rangers back in the 90s were my thing. Yeah, well, Power Rangers in 2020 or 2019 are still a thing. But, yeah, back in the 90s, uh, Power Rangers was my thing back in the day. Got to go original Megazord, man. The OG of them all. Um, so, yeah, glad to see that you. Hey, Cindy, thank you very much for popping in. It's good to see you as always. Um, we got to hang out soon. We got to hang out soon. Uh, Tony Robinson says, uh, Bacon, uh, nah, he is more Saban era and Disney fan. Um, I don't know what that's in reference. Oh, I'm assuming maybe, oh, in, in reference to the YouTuber that you were just talking about. Gotcha. 
Um, Ultraman, I think Kara Major looks really promising. Do you think so too? Yeah, I do. Listen, again, these are just rumors that we're hearing. But if I have to go off of just rumors, okay, um, based off of what I've heard, it sounds promising. It does sound promising. Um, I like the concept of Jules um, being maybe integrated with the concept of like magic, right? The idea of ch changing the monsters into jewels that will act as weapons, power ups, zords. You know what I mean? Like that sounds pretty cool to me. Um, now, whether or not that means that that's what they're. I mean, jewelry certainly shines, right? Jewelry certainly glitters. Um, I would be curious to see if because of the fact that they have the colors as different types of jewels. I wonder if their costume would look jewel themed. Not like I'm not talking they're wearing gigantic chains and bling. That's not what I'm talking about. But just like little hints of that particular color or that particular jewel in general to represent them as colors for their team. That's interesting to me. That's interesting to me. Um, I love the tagline. You know, what was the tagline again? Let me see if I can pull this up. Um, uh, a shining light in a world of shadows. That sounds really intriguing to me. I think that's a great tagline, honestly. Uh, sounds, sounds, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Sounds like the world's in a dire situation. Um, and there's hope, right? Like this team brings hope um, to to this particular world of shadows. I, I, I like it. It sounds promising. But again, I'm not going to get my hopes up until I start seeing a little bit more and how these rumors turn out or just fall by the wayside. So again, uh, again, just take these as a grain of salt. Uh, Gabriel. Gabriel says, uh, what's, uh, what say you, Adam? A friend and I have been debating over whether Lost Galaxy is the best season or Time Force is the best season. I say Lost Galaxy. He says Time Force. What do you think? I go Time Force. I'm a Time Force sucker, man. I'm a Time Force sucker. Gabriel, I'm not taking anything away from you, man. If you love Lost Galaxy like that, continue your Lost Galaxy pride, my friend, for sure. Um, uh, it was just a season I, I it was a struggle for me to get into. Um, I love the death of a ranger, though. Um, I, I thought it was bold. I thought it was big. I love the way that they bring Corona into the season, um, introducing her from in space, making her an official ranger. I, I do love aspects of Lost Galaxy. I truly do. But there are aspects about the show that just did not, did not, um, just didn't stand up with me. It just wasn't like for me, one of my biggest downfalls for the season. And it's something that it's something that is the most ridiculous thing that I've ever seen in Power Rangers. And it, there might be some more ridiculous things in Power Rangers than I, I've yet to see. But the one thing that I remember seeing from Lost Galaxy was uh, a Power Ranger riding a horse and they gave the horse a power up. Like the horse was looking like um, Battle Cat from freaking He-Man. Okay, it was this white horse that Leo, I think, was riding. Um, and he wind up having this power up, and all of a sudden, I don't know if it was a unicorn, maybe that wasn't. I'm pretty sure it was a horse. But the horse all of a sudden had like a faceplate, had a saddle. Like he he went full Battle Cat mode uh, with this horse. Pretty ridiculous thing to see, honestly, uh, in Power Rangers. Um, but it, it's little things like that that happen every once in a while in Lost Galaxy that I wasn't the biggest fan of. The finale, the battle, was epic. 
Love the Battleizer from Lost Galaxy, I do. But Time Force, man, ah, Time Force. I, there's something about the relationship between Wes and Jen that I just absolutely loved. Um, the fact of seeing Jen Aaron, who is just a fantastic actor, um, the fact that she was truly, in my eyes, the leader of that team, I thought was breathtaking. Um, the idea of tra like starting the season off in the future and then being thrown back sort of into the past, seeing different versions of sort of like the West character or like Wes's sort of relative sort of thing, seeing just the... It, <laughs> The character, like I was a huge fan of Time Force. I truly was. Um, the only thing that I was upset about when it comes to the Time Force was the fact that we didn't get to see Jen and Wes kiss. If I'm if I'm not mistaken, uh, I was really bummed about that honestly because I was like all season long we've been building up to this moment and and it just fell by the wayside. So I'll say Time Force. I'm sorry, Gabriel. Uh, I'll have to go with your friend. But again, these are just our this is just our own opinions, right? I mean. I'm not taking anything away from Lost Galaxy for you. The season for me just hit me a different way. But honestly, look, the the three seasons, well, four seasons, I should say, the four seasons. The four seasons that I hear people constantly talk about as like some of their favorites. And these are just some of the things that I've heard. But I feel like I've heard a lot of these names when people talk about their favorite seasons of, of Power Rangers. I've always heard in space. Time Force, Lost Galaxy, and RPM. I feel like those are like the, the again, I'm sure people have their favorites, whether or not they're there for. But I feel like there is an overabundance of people that love those top four for Power Rangers. So I, I, I certainly don't blame you guys for loving those particular seasons at all whatsoever. Um, Ultraman says, Yamato, yes, Yamato going back to um, besides Captain Marvelous, was my other Super Sentai favorite Red Ranger, uh, Yamato. Definitely a character I definitely want to um, learn a lot more about. I probably, you know, the Super Sentai crossover did make me want to go back and finish, um, uh, finish up on Zoo Osher because I think I finished. I think I stopped like episode twenty. I think, um, we, you know, Zuo the world had already um, been introduced himself. A little bit of storyline in regards to him also. So uh, I do want to go back and, and and finish that off. Uh, not Ultra says, Yamato is good red, but I don't think he is so good that you should go back and watch Zuozier. Zuozier is pretty bland series um, and has a lot of wasted potential. You're probably right in regards to that. There definitely, when I did watch it, um, I, I did feel a little bit bland to me. Honestly, I think that's probably why I fell off the way that I did back in the day uh, while watching it. So you, you might be onto something. Um, but I, I, I've always been fascinated by the costumes and the animal choices that they wind up using. So for that alone, I, I might. Go ahead and check about check it out. Oh, not Ultra says, yeah, Schwartz kind of had a relationship with Glitter at the end of Tokuja before he died. Uh, yeah, he certainly did. And I think that 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 was also a concept that it was always heightened uh, for me uh, in regards to that series.
Tony Robinson says, I think Haley created Tommy's Master Morpher uh, because she did create the Dino Morphers. Possibly. You might be onto something there. I just wish that they would actually explain that to us, right, instead of us having to try to figure out. Uh, Doomsday says, are you going to do a review for Terminator Dark Fate? Um, probably not. I don't know if anybody would watch it. Um, but maybe I should. Um, I don't really know. Maybe I'll maybe I'll go back and, and think about doing that. Um, overall, I enjoyed it. I don't think it was anything stellar. You know what I mean? I don't um, I don't think it was anything stellar by any stretch of the imagination, but I enjoyed it. I really did. I mean, if you um, uh, if you're looking for a popcorn flick to just go and enjoy a movie, Terminator Dark Fate is definitely up there. Um, Linda Hamilton honestly stole this. Uh, Linda Hamilton and uh, Mackenzie Davis, who plays the new Terminator, uh, or I should say the person that goes back, um, absolutely loved it. I absolutely love what they wind up bringing to them. And that's one of the more that's one of the things that I was always fascinated more about was. Um, where Linda Hamilton has been as Sarah Connor and just her struggles in her life. Um, so the fact that we were able to catch up to that, um, yeah, I, I would love to see that. So maybe I'll do maybe I'll do a Dark Fate review uh, later on. Looks like uh, I love bacon and sushi says he, he would love to see it. So at least I got two people that would certainly watch that review um, in regards to. So maybe I'll, maybe I'll go ahead and do just a, a quick one uh, sometime this weekend. Uh, Tony Robinson says, um, Adam, how do you feel about fans who don't understand the Power Ranger comics is its own thing and get mad when they create original concepts and characters for it? Yeah, I mean, I guess I just didn't understand. I guess I did. I guess I didn't know that there were a lot of people that uh, felt that way. Um, as far as like fans who don't understand Power Rangers comics as their own thing, I mean, look, you, uh, the one thing that I will say about Power Ranger comics is that yes, while they do create original concepts and characters for it. I haven't felt like they've retconned anything, you know, like I haven't felt like these new characters that they create overtake or erase what we as fans have known from the series. If anything, I think it heightens or just adds to those stories in its own uh, in its own way. So I, I just think maybe um, Boom Studios or Hasbro you know, should continue to push and market these comics, but I think maybe also make it understandable enough to like put it out there and let people know like, Hey, you can still love the power Rangers television series um, and the comic books. Cause you know, they, one's not overshadowing or, or, or overtaking the other one in regards to, yeah, these stories that you remember from the television shows, they don't exist. You know, only these power in your comics. No, it's the comics are just, adding to the lore and the history of power rangers that we know and love so uh you know some people just some people just like their own some people just don't like change you know so i can understand some people just don't like change and that's fine um but i i, I do i do wish that more people were more open-minded about it and if they want to pick up a comic and they read it and realize it's not their thing it's not their thing but just don't crap on something that you don't understand or that you haven't even had the opportunity to dabble in yourself. You know what I mean? Um, so I would definitely recommend them. Check it out. But make sure you understand that these comics aren't retconning or destroying anything. They're just adding to 
what we know from the television series. Uh, Sheena, one, two, three. What's up, Sheena? He says, hey, hey, everyone, Sheena in the house. Uh, I'm so hyped for Jason to appear in Beast Morphers. Me too. Me too, Sheena. Um, do you think we will see any of the Ninja Steel cast in Beast Morphers? Huh, you would think so, right? Because uh, like in Super Sentai, they always have some sort of team up with the previous season in some capacity or another. And we haven't gotten that. Uh, we haven't gotten that in a minute. Um, I don't think that we will. Because we already got two big team ups, right? We already got the dino theme. We already got the RPM theme. So I don't I, I, I'm going to say no, Sheena. If I had to guess, I would say no, we won't see the cast in Beast Morphers. But it would be neat to certainly see uh, for sure. And yeah, I'm I'm just as hyped as you in regards to Jason for sure. Yeah, Mr. Porter says, um, so I Googled Topaz and the most common color they seem to come up with is light blue. Yeah, I looked that up also yesterday, but they also come in yellow. So I hope it's yellow and not two blues. Yeah, I'm in the same um, situation with you, Mr. Porter. That's why when I when we were going through the jewelry and I was like, yeah, Topaz, Topaz seems to be coming in a lot of different colors. But I'm in Greece. Like I have been seeing a lot of blue. I wouldn't like two blues, right? Like if the sapphire was like a dark blue, but the. Uh, Topaz was a light blue. I mean, it certainly would be different, right? But I, I, I would rather take the the yellow. If I'm going to get a Topaz, I would rather take the yellow. Uh, I love bacon and sushi says, I would be so happy if Aunt Regina was introduced during the crossover as Nate's aunt and Ethan asked her, uh, Elsa, what are you doing here? And Aunt Regina and Elsa were played by the same actress. <laughs> that would be pretty. That would be pretty epic. Uh, going back to Beast Morphers, though, real quick. Look, I love the fact that they are continuing this storyline between Ravi um, and his artwork and the fact that his mom doesn't necessarily agree with the concept and idea of artwork, right? They have kind of painted his mom to be like this evil, I don't want to say this evil person that doesn't understand Ravi, right? Um, But I'm glad that Smash took the opportunity at the end of this episode to talk to Ravi and be like, hey, I know that you're worried about how your mom is going to react about the whole idea of artwork, but remember, she does love you. You know what I mean? Like, she does love you, Robbie. She is your mom. And if there's anybody out there that can change their mind on something, um, it, it's potentially Commander Shaw. You know, she could come around to understanding. So I love the fact that they made it a point for Smash to tell Robbie that, right? Like, yeah, right now Commander Shaw is looking like the evil person because she's not going to accept her son for this artwork and is always, you know, playing down his talent and things like that. So it can come across rather negatively to Commander Shaw. So I'm glad the fact that Smash is just kind of like, hey, remember, she is your mom. All right. If there's anybody that loves you in this world and is going to accept you for who you are, it's going to be your mom. Right. Like if anybody's going to come around to understanding that it, it'll be her. So I'm glad that it was just a refresher 
to, for for us as a viewer especially and also for Ravi because um, I'm waiting for that moment I want to have I want to see that conversation um, between Commander Shaw and Ravi maybe it's a situation where at the beginning of the episode she doesn't understand but as the episode goes through it by the end she she definitely is and is fully accepting of it or maybe she's just gonna be like Ravi why why did you ever feel like you couldn't tell me your secret right like yes I may have this point of view about art but you're my son at the end of the day um so I'm fascinated to kind of see how they'll handle that situation going forward but it is one that I definitely want to see Uh, Turbo Stu says, personally, if I worked for Hasbro, I'd give the upcoming crossover the budget of a Netflix show uh, so we could get the whole MMPR cast, Dino Charge cast, and RPM cast. Then I'd, then I'd definitely get fired. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Turbo Stu, you might have one day on the job, and then I'd be like, yeah, no, this, we've, we've, we've burned through our budget already for this, for this show, let alone just in this episode. Yeah, so you may not have a job after that, Turbo Stu. <laughs> uh, yeah, I heard that comment uh, that Kira Major had device is the smile changer yeah and that's also going off of what toku just said he says there was a kara major casting rumor on je fusion uh, as well yeah they just actually released it today another rumor uh for the red and blue ranger uh and, and about their transformation devices yeah they said that their transformation devices one of the rumors was that um it could potentially be another phone like a i don't want to say a flip phone um but a, a, another phone sort of uh changer and in, in, in and of itself which is why ultraman is saying um the, the henshin device is a smile changer um so yeah so those are two that those are two other uh rumors that are definitely uh, been brought to my attention as well um tony robinson says adam do you think hasbro could adapt hyperforce to show fans that they can come up with an original all-american season i would i would hope so um that would be incredible i don't know if you would if you were to do that though i, I feel like there would be an uproar for people to be like hey you should bring the cast back from has from rpm to be rangers whether or not that's something that they do or not will be completely different. Um, so I don't know if, if they do adapt Hyperforce. Do you bring back the cast from uh, Hyper RPG? Some are actors, some aren't actors. Um, or do you just make a, a whole original new cast? Uh, that definitely a, would be an interesting question. Uh, JB says what says I missed you my car died so been dealing with that hey it's okay JB do what you need to certainly do to make sure that you um, uh, get that handled for yourself man you got to be able to make sure that you're more than able to uh, drive around and get where you need to go you can always come back to us man you can always come back to us JB. Uh, you also say Lost Galaxy is one of the best ever so yeah look at that Gabriel you have some supporters man for Lost Galaxy definitely up there. Uh, Tony Robinson says the Quasar Sabres were dope the Quasar Sabres were pretty badass. Adam, do you think, uh, Tony says, Adam, do you think in the Dino Cross over the other Rangers will be surprised by Coda and Sir Ivan? Uh, yeah, I think they would absolutely love it. I feel like Jackie would love to be able to have a conversation with uh, Sir Ivan for sure, or even Coda.
Uh, Tony Robinson says, Adam, how do you feel if we find out Trent and Kira is married and he is well-known artist and she's famous singer-songwriter? <laughs> I would love that. I think that would be awesome. Uh, I would love to see how that uh, how that turned out. I'm I'm always fascinated to kind of see what our what our our rangers have been up to um, since then. Uh, we've got a couple more. We're probably going to end off on a couple of these last comments, guys. Um, Doomsday says, I feel like the words that Nate and Zoe said to each other when they confessed their feelings for each other, I felt like those words were sort of like a reference to the original audition script. Um, possibly, possibly. I mean, look, some of the dialogue is not always the best per se, um, but I like the way that they at least handled that particular situation that they were in. Um, but yeah, I can definitely see when you say it felt like those words were sorted like a reference to the original audition script. Yeah, you, you might be onto something. They seem like they have great chemistry. So I wouldn't be surprised if there were some like screen tests done beside one another um, sort of thing. So maybe that is something that they used in their original audition script. Oh, Ultraman says Power Rangers is going to be on the Netflix show, The Toys That Made Us. That's fantastic. I watched that for He-Man toys um, and Star Wars toys is what I remember watching that from. Uh, Turbo says, Turbo Stu says, if they adapted uh, Hyperforce as an animated series, that would work. Um, they'd even be able to bring back the cast. Yeah, I would be completely down for that for sure. Uh, Tony Robinson says, Adam, what will your ideal morpher look like? Probably a Pokeball. Can I get a Pokeball theme? I just want, I would want my, I would want it to be circular for some reason. I don't know why I'm thinking of like a circular sort of morpher as like a ball. Or maybe even a ring. Like, no, you know what? Give me a ring. I want to be, I want to be as, as cool as the freaking Flash with his suit inside of his ring. That's what I want. That's what I want. I want my ideal morpher to be a ring. Honestly, that yeah, yeah, give me that. And Zephyr, Zephyr wind up joining us very last minute. Um, I would Zephyr winds up saying, um, I would love an animated PR series. Just imagine, yeah, I think the the uh, a possibility certainly would be endless in regards to just some of the storylines that you could certainly tackle. Um, I, I really do want an animated series for sure, Zephyr. So I'm in agreement with you. Drew's in the house. What's up, Drew? Thank you very much for popping in. Um, Drew says, I still think Steel should have been voiced by Robo Knight's voice actor, and that Vargoral should have been voiced by uh, Mark. Uh, Mitchinson instead. I, I don't know, Drew. I mean, hey, you, and we all have our preferences. We all have our preferences, but I love Steele's voice. I, I don't know what it is about it. Um, the overly flamboyant sort of tone that he had. I don't know what it is. Uh, he just seems like he just he's just a, such a showman. Uh, and I, I really, really enjoy it. So, I mean, hey, we have our, each each of us certainly have our own preferences, Drew. Um, I do like some of the suggestions that you're definitely making, especially in regards to Vargoel for sure. Um, but I do like Steele's voice. I really do. 
Uh, Toku says the 70 Sentai uh, Denji Man got a ring morpher. Yeah, give me a ring morpher. I want a ring morpher back. Um, just because I've always loved the concept of the Flash and his ring opening up and his suit sort of coming out. So if I can come up with like some really fantastic ah, pose or some shit like that, then I would be, <laughs> then my ring opens up and blam. Yeah, give me that. Give me your ring, man. Give me your ring. Um, but all right, guys. I think that's going to certainly wrap it up for us here at A Plus More Phenomenal for you guys this weekend. Um, hey, guys, as always, thank you so much for joining us um, each and every weekend. Um, just to give you guys a heads up, Real Soldier will, in fact, be back this week. Um, so we should be getting ourselves a review for you guys. So certainly stay tuned for that. Um, uh, probably like on Monday or so, whatever the case may be. Um, but as always, we will in fact be back next Saturday live for you guys at 12 o'clock central time. So certainly join us again so we can discuss the next episode of Beast Morphers and any Super Sentai and Power Ranger news that's certainly floating out there, guys. So um, again, if you haven't subscribed to us yet, what are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? It is the more phenomenal thing to do. So do yourself a favor, subscribe to us and click that bell notification also. So anytime we drop a brand new video, guys, you will certainly be notified. Also, if you want to, again, follow us on social media, you can follow us here at A Plus Opinions, guys. Uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We talk about Power Rangers, Super Sentai, Marvel, DC, anything to whet your nerd and geek pop culture appetite, guys. We got it covered for you. So certainly join us. Um, and as always, guys, most importantly, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And until next weekend, guys, may the power protect you. Real so cool. And I'll talk to you later. Bye.